Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to talk about speculation of WWE preparing to be sold. Why WWE talent weren't surprised by Braun Strowman's release. Alistair Black has called his last two years in the company a slow death. And WWE creative allegedly had no long-term plans for Big E versus Alistair Black. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. And we're going to kick things off with this speculation that's all over the place on WWE potentially preparing to be sold. Now, this has been a topic of discussion for a few months now, particularly when the releases started picking up uh, in April and May, and now in June as well. Yesterday, of course, we saw Aleister Black, Braun Strowman, Ruby Riot, Lana, Santana, Garrett, and Buddy Murphy all let go by WWE. Now... It's particularly pertinent at the moment, I think, because the more this happens, uh, you know, in line with things like Nick Khan's rising power in WWE, more people get talking about it. And Fightful Select have actually come through with a report on the matter here. And shout out to Sean Ross Sapp and the Fightful mm. crew, by the way. They've reporting on everything this year has been absolutely tremendous, but particularly yeah. last night, they were firing on all cylinders coming through the, with the reports. So shout out to Sean and his team. Uh, but yes, this, this little report here, talking about how even WWE talent are kind of speculating uh, that the promotion might be getting ready to be sold. Now, none of this has come from company officials or higher-ups. It's presumably just the talent Fightful have spoken to spitballing on the topic. But you saw all kinds of pundits Mm. referencing this last night. Uh, It's kind of something that a company is preparing to sell might well do. Uh, Mm. Shed some big names from the payroll, cut costs, Budget cuts is what we're always told uh, these releases are all about. And maximize profits so that you look more attractive to potential buyers. Now, I've talked about this a little bit myself on Twitter. I I definitely think that it's a possibility. And if you look at the way certain things have been going behind the scenes, you can arrive to this conclusion pretty logically. Um, But at the same time, it could also just be indicative of this new leadership regime with McCann and co. uh, in charge. It may well just be them saying, okay, this is how things were done before. We're not talent hoarding anymore. We're going to maximize profits, uh, shed these people that we don't necessarily need on the payroll anymore and go down a different route, a different approach rather than strangling competition and hoarding 300 plus wrestlers so that the competition can't have hold of them. We're going to focus on our money and our bottom line and we're going to maximize profits and everything else. So um, yeah, I, I wouldn't dismiss either side of the argument outright. I think it's an interesting topic to touch upon for sure. 
and we should know that there's no concrete stuff going around about WWE, you know, trying to sell the company or whatever. And then Nick Khan has previously said, why would Nick, why would Evan sell the company? What the hell would he do? Uh, you know, how, how would he fill his time and everything else? But it is something that we now know, thanks to this Fightful report that has been speculated in the WWE locker room as well. So it's an interesting one and uh, something I'm keen to follow over the, pa- over the past, over the coming weeks and mm. months. Yeah, stunning news breaking yesterday. Again, shout out to No Crap, Just Sap, Sean Ross Sap, and all the guys over <laughs> at Fightful. Um, and he was the one I first saw introduce that idea uh, of a, a WWE sale, particularly off the, off the back of, of these releases. But yeah, it's been a, a hell of a lot of speculation last night. I came out of my interview with Nick Aldis, uh, which is going to be going up in the next few days, uh, about quarter past half past five. And yeah. Uh, I suppose the community gift because the world was again on fire on wrestling <laughs> Twitter, unsurprisingly. I, I, I'm fascinated by this. We're going to be going into it in more detail with myself and the Dadly Boys later on today. We're going to do a whole podcast about the latest round of WWE releases and what this means and what, the, what this means for potentially them going to AEW or where all these guys could end up and about this WWE sale. The only person I've seen really sort of rebutting it all, Andy, is if you're thirsty for facts, he's the guy you go to, Brandon Thurston, uh, who said, <laughs> yeah, exactly yes. as you alluded to there, Andy, uh, that it's, you know, what, the first year of Nick Khan being involved. Uh, it's clearly the start of a, a new project and uh, Brandon suggests that he doubts these suggestions that this is all part of a sale. But it's it's a mad to even be speculating on something like that. But the more and more these sort of things happen, the more believable, I suppose, that gets. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Brandon is another tremendous guy doing tremendous work as well. Uh, he uploaded a 45-minute podcast on the matter on, on WrestleNomics uh, Patreon. So definitely worth subscribing for that alone. Uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting conversation more than anything else. And uh, yeah, one I'm going to be locked into for the next while. Well, you know what you need to do, Andy. What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from, that's going to be out later on today. But let's talk more about more of the fallout from these releases. And Braun Strowman, because Fightful Select who are working their socks off at the moment, have come through with a report suggesting that WWE personnel weren't actually that shocked to see Braun Strowman go because of his monster contract, uh, according to them. Uh, Fightful sources suggesting it was worth over a million dollars Per year, uh, he was paying that, getting paid that much, obviously because they presumably perceived him as a major talent. And fair play to him, he knows his worth. When they were negotiating, yeah. it went to the wire in 2019. He got himself his contract, which was scheduled to run through, I think, till 2023. He's been a part of the WWE system since 2013. You said this immediately as after the news broke, Andy, but. He's arguably one of the most shocking names. Obviously, Tommy and Alistair Black we'll talk a little bit more about in a second. But he is a WWE guy from the ground up, to steal a phrase. Yeah, for sure. So it's it's interesting, you know, because I think lots of people would have looked at this list of names. And while Alistair Black might be a better wrestler, and Buddy Murphy might be a better wrestler, oh, and, yeah. and Ruby Riot, um, Braun Strowman is a WWE guy. He is so WWE, isn't he? Like, they built him from the ground up pretty much in developmental. He skipped NXT. Um, he's big, he's beefy. He was, in 2017, he got really hot uh, through mm. that feud with Roman Reigns, and it looked like he could be uh, the guy for the company, at least for a short while. Uh, and now he's gone from the company. So it's been very interesting to know that while we were shocked, behind the scenes, if this guy's like really up there in terms of the payroll, and fair play to him, by the way, for, for knowing his value in negotiations mm, yeah. with that company. Um, but you know, to look at that and go, hey, who are we cutting from the payroll? This guy earns a lot of money. 
let's have, let's have a little look at him. It's a very interesting situation. I will have more uh, on Braun and all of today's releases, actually. I'm doing an editorial for the website and the YouTube channel. It'll be up on the website first. Uh, check for that later today. It'll be how WWE failed every wrestler released in 2021 and Braun is certainly going to be the focus of that so little plug for that later in the day keep it locked I'll post about it on Twitter everything else we'll have a good time it'll be great one um, of the weirdest Wrestlemania records that guy's got surely yeah absolutely absolutely and to think this guy was wrestling for a world title as well what three weeks ago and Wild. to think that Nicholas who he won the tag titles with editing today's news bonkers Absolutely insane, but credit to Nicholas for finding more work in this Sorry, difficult mate. time. Um, let's move over to Alistair Black, who was, of course, one of the names cut from WWE yesterday. He hit Twitch uh, on his wife, Tia Trinidad's Twitch channel to issue like a 55-minute video about oh. his release. He did a big Q&A session. He hopped on there. It felt like, like an hour passed, and Alistair Black was like, hey, I'm going on Twitch. Let's talk. Yes. Let's have a conversation. But he said a bunch of different stuff. And for the most part, he was very complimentary of WWE and his time in the company. Uh, he said, I'm not sad. I'm not depressed. I'm okay. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be dark days coming up, but there's going to be bad days, you know. Um, so he seems to be all right in the immediate aftermath of his WWEs. He did say, however, that his last two years in the company were a slow death. Uh, I'll just read to you what Tommy Ent, the former Alistair Black, had to say. I think that it was very hard to get the creative approved despite the numerous conversations I've had with Vince and everybody trying really hard. Uh, it did numbers on my self-esteem too because at one point you're like, the ratings are good, the numbers are good, uh, the merch is good. Why are we not, you know, I guess... Uh, doing something uh it's like one of those things where they like the word intrigue was always there oh we find you very intriguing i'm like oh good let's present something there let's do something i have thrown so many things at the wall because i keep creating i keep creating characters and gimmicks and storylines over and over and over and over um he did speak highly of his relationship with vince mcmahon he said vince uh, he felt vince always liked him and praised him for being creative and stuff but it's not a huge surprise to, to learn that maybe some frustrations were creeping in there in his last oh, two yeah. years. Uh, his main roster run was largely uh, directionless. Uh, he was asked, sitting in that darkened room asking people to pick a fight for what felt like a year. Uh, maybe it was even a year if you sit down yeah. and do the maths. He uh, had the tag team of Ricochet, which was very exciting, but didn't appear to make a whole lot of sense uh, on, on face value. And now he's back on TV and gone within you know, three weeks of returning after six months away. So, understand any creative frustrations. Look, I don't think Tommy Ann's going to have any trouble no. uh, finding new employment after all of this. So, hopefully he's in a good place uh, mentally and everything else. Yeah. Uh, and that he's able to tie something up when that 90-day non-compete clause expires, which I believe would be five days before AEW All Out. So, speculate <laughs> away. Very, yeah, very exciting that. Look, yeah, Tommy End is going to be absolutely fine. Uh, but we have to extend our, our sympathies and best wishes to everyone who's been released. Rough time. Uh, and fingers crossed they will go on to do some great stuff. Just a, another update regarding Alistair Black. Again, calling, again coming from Fightful Select. Apparently, WWE, no long-term creative plans for Black and Big E. Of course, as you mentioned there, Andy, Alistair Black returned to live TV, returned to SmackDown, kicking Big E's head off in that fatal four-way uh, Intercontinental Championship match a couple of weeks ago. Wasn't seen last week. I think that might have been issues yep. with Big E. I don't want to speculate on that sort of thing. But according to the Dutchman himself, uh, along with what you mentioned uh, as part of that Twitch uh, stream, he was meant to be returning to SmackDown this week. 
So yeah. it's inexplicable this, but yeah, it, everyone got very, very excited, as you should have done, uh, about Big Eva, Salister Black, and they would have, they'd have buggered it up, wouldn't they? And I think I saw a tweet, Andy, apologise if I'm mis- miscrediting this to someone. I think it was from Inside the Ropes, who said something like, more NXT champions have now been released than have gone on to become main roster world champions. Bonkers. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy situation here to learn uh, from Fightful Select that they had no long-term endgame for this feud, seemingly, and that writers were told to stop pitching ideas for Black prior to his release. They failed the guy utterly, but I will talk more about that in my editorial later on. Um, Obviously sad they couldn't have done more with him on the main roster in particular, but very excited to see what's next nonetheless. Yes, and we'll talk more about it, as I said, on that podcast, What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. And also, we'll talk a little bit about it now as we move on to your Twitter questions at What Culture WWE, of course, if you want to get in touch with us. First question today comes from Broken Matt, not that one, uh, who says, Good evening, <laughs> legends. Now that Alistair Black has been released, what do you want? To, oh, sorry, who do you want to see him wrestle against? Personally, the thought of Tommy N versus Darby Allen is living in my head rent free. Yeah, so I mean, basically the short, boring answer is everyone. Um, yes. <laughs> because he's been away, you know, he's been in WWE for like five years now. So there's lots of fresh ground for him to cover. You can name almost any good to great to world-class wrestler. And I'm excited to see Alistair Black or Tommy End face off against them. But at the moment, you know, I'm well aware that this is a former WWE guy. But how much fun would uh, Tommy End versus Miro be at the moment? <laughs> Miro's killing it in AEW right now. He's on a tear. They've built him up now. He feels like this unstoppable, just angry brute of a man. And I think him versus Big Tommy would be a lot of fun. I want to see Tommy versus Billy. I mean, Will Ospreay. Uh, he shared a photo <laughs> of him and Tommy End uh, after the news broke yesterday. I think it got me very excited. But yeah, long story short, everyone, literally everyone, because he's mint and I don't know what they've been doing with him on the main roster for the last two years. But let us know your dream Tommy End matches in the comment section. But I know everyone else who's been released, who you'd like to see them face next. I know there's some great potential matches out there for Buddy Murphy. Oh, my days. Oh, mate. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the second question today from Mike on the mic, who says, with the latest releases, do you feel it's time with the current roster they have on Raw and SmackDown to merge both rosters into one, merge championships, etc.? Uh, I don't actually. Uh, I can see the logic of this because they've cut names and everything, and the SmackDown roster in particular is looking very thin at the moment. Yes. But at the end of the day, for me, WWE still has more wrestlers than it knows what to do with. There are still over 200 wrestlers uh, in that company. And I think the big benefit of the brand split and everything else is that it opens up opportunities for TV time for people who would otherwise be sitting on the sidelines doing nothing. And they still have dozens of people uh, who are going to be sitting on the sidelines doing nothing, even with it. So for me, the best way to progress is with the brand split. Keep it going. I'm a fan of it in general. Yeah. I know yeah. there are lots of valid criticisms uh, to throw at it. But when you're as big as WWE, I do think that it is necessary. Yeah, I, 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 you're right. I think they all stick with the brand, brand split, of course, A, because it's just the easiest way of them presenting different brands and selling uh, TV stations and, and everything yeah. else on that, rather than it being like, here's the prime show and here's the secondary show that we sort of shove you know, the backup storylines onto. How about you just book both shows really well? You're doing great <laughs> stuff in parts on SmackDown, but Raw is dreadful. Fix it. Yeah. Otherwise, that rating you got on the third hour, yeah, get used to it, guys. Uh, final question today comes from Jacob S, who says, who is your favourite wrestler that you watch the least of? Mine is probably... 
Kyle O'Reilly. Cool Kyle. Uh, I rarely get time enough to watch NXT, but every time he has a match, it's an absolute banger. It is great when you see uh, Kyle every week on NXT, Jacob. But who's yours, Andy? Yeah, I, it's probably Miko Satamura. Satamura, Ooh, yeah. sorry, because like I think she's one of the best in the world. Genuinely, I think she's great, and I've loved everything I've ever seen of her, from her WWE work to her work in Sendai Girls and elsewhere in Japan as well. But the thing with her for me is that when you're in wrestling media and you've got to watch so much wrestling all the time it's very very difficult to find the time to go out of your way and watch everything else that's good so when she wasn't in wwe it like it was so hard how am i going to fit in sendai girls on top of all the stuff i watch for work as well as uh, as well as ddt and everything else it's very, very, very difficult. And now she's in NXT UK. And look, NXT UK is a pretty competent show. But personally, it's not for me, given some mm-hmm. of the stuff that, you know, some of the allegations that have been thrown at various members of that roster and, you know, some some other stuff with that brand as well. Um, so, yeah, Satamura for me, I think she's one of the greatest of all time, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so hard to find space. Yeah, you're exactly right. She's a, she's a hell of a shout. Uh, when we were talking about this before we started recording, you said Walter as well, who's another great example. Aside from that Ilya Dragunov match, I think probably Worlds Collide was the last time I saw Walter wrestle off the top of my head. It's, it's few and far between. It's very enjoyable, but I just, yeah. I mean, you could probably throw Ben Carter in or whatever they're calling him now yeah. on, on an Nathan Frazier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Um, Osprey. I think, that, you know, do you know what? The first name that popped into my head when I thought of this, well, the first name that popped into my head was Titus O'Neil, but dismissing that one slightly. Do you know what it is, Andy? <laughs> Mustafa Ali. How about you book him yeah. well and put him on the main card rather than be like, hey, he's got this uh, low-key banger on main event. I'm not watching main event. I am not watching main event. I'm far too busy and important for that sort of thing. But yeah, let us know your thoughts on on that in the comment section below. Uh, Who do you love but you never really get to watch? Because there's a lot of them out there that if we had enough time, not enough hours in the bloody day. Anyway, uh, let's move on to today's and finally. And obviously, it's a bad time right now. Awful, you know, negativity everywhere. So I thought, Andy, we just need something to to cheer us all up. So here's a picture of Randy Savage and Grimace. (laughs) There you go. Do with that what they will. Have a great Thursday. Hope that put a bit of a smile on your face (laughs) on a a rough old uh, Thursday. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, But let us know your thoughts on that (laughs) and all today's news stories in the comments (laughs) section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. As I mentioned, uh, that podcast on WWE releases. And I believe a QA and a with Michael Sidgwick later today. That's going to be fun. Uh, let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions as well on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. Follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. And the H today stands for happy birthday to the most cut man in AEW to one half of my favourite tag team, The Blade. This guy is ridiculously ripped. Uh, he's great. I love him. Happy birthday, The Blade. Happy birthday, Mr. Blade. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Adam Wilbur. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. For now, my thanks, Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.